0: Welcome to The Upward Journey, the podcast ministry of Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Helper, Holy Ghost, Advocate, Teacher, Counselor, Comforter. All of these names and several more can be found in the Bible and are used to describe one being, the Holy Spirit. We read in the Bible about it empowering disciples, providing wisdom and praying on our behalf. We also read that it lives in us. It's all pretty amazing and maybe even a little intimidating. Most Christians will tell you that they want to be full of the Holy Spirit, yet many of those same will tell you that they're not sure what that means. So what does the Holy Spirit mean to us today? Is it still empowering God's children? Can we experience it for ourselves? We explore all of those questions and more in our current series, Manifest. Let's dive in together and continue the Upward journey. Good morning, Upward. Glad to have you here this morning. Good morning, let's welcome our online audience as well, the coolest online audience you'll ever meet. Joining us today, so many join with us online, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we consider you part of our family. Thanks for being here today. Are you excited this morning, ready to roll this morning? I'm ready to go today. This is a big Sunday. This is officially the first Sunday we start praying for summer to come back, isn't it? We're praying for summer right now. All of a sudden, boom, winter is here in Henderson County, North Carolina. We're in week four of a series called Manifest. And the reason we call this Manifest, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The reason is that the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to manifest Jesus both to us and through us. And I'm hopefully by the last message in this series next week, you'll be saying that with me. So let's practice now so we can get it next week. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to manifest Jesus to us and through us. Today, we're going to talk about how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Now, there's some people who believe that all we need is the Bible, And let me tell you, I love the Bible, I believe in the Bible, I'm thankful for the Bible, I base my life and my faith on the Bible, I could not do without the Bible. But when people say all we need is the Bible, what they're trying to say, many of them, is that the Holy Spirit is not actively speaking today. But I want you to understand this, Jesus said that He was. The problem with saying all we need is the Bible is that you're ignoring what Jesus said in the Bible, because he said, if I go away, I will send the Holy Spirit who will guide you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is speaking today, and I'm so glad, because sometimes I'm in a situation that there's not a Bible verse to tell me where to turn. I'm in a situation that I need some real, really specific guidance to tell me what to do and that's when i need the voice of the holy spirit speaking into my life i mean it's there's no bible verse should i take this job or that job there's not a verse for that should i date this person or that person now for me there is a verse for that because i'm married so I don't have to ask the Holy Spirit, I can find in the Bible that I should not be outdating. If I tried to start, I would hear another voice in my life. <laughs> should I buy this house? Should I start this business? There's some specific situation in our lives that that we need specific guidance. I want you to understand, a guy told me one time, he said, Preacher, I just want you to know this, there's nothing wrong with smoking marijuana. I said, well, how did you come to that conclusion? He said, obviously, the word marijuana is not even in the Bible as if, if if, the Bible doesn't call it out specifically that it couldn't possibly be wrong. There's no way the Bible can speak to every specific situation, every spe- specific decision that you have to make, but we have the voice of the Holy Spirit. You see, I want you to understand this. The Bible reveals the general will of God. It reveals the will of God to us in a big form. And the Holy Spirit reveals by His voice the specific will of God for our lives. And sometimes He uses the Bible to do that. But the Bible is broad and general and it gives us the will of God. But you and I need the voice of the Holy Spirit specifically. Have you ever had a decision to make and you just did not know what to do? And i tell you what often happens to me when I'm in a situation and I don't know what to do and I start asking advice on that situation, I'll have people on either side of the argument give me advice. What do you do then? Should I do this or that? Well, there's nothing specifically in the Bible about it. I've asked my friends and half my friends say yes and half my friends say no. Sometimes I just want to start taking votes and say, do more of my friend." I mean, I'm, I'm all into getting advice and getting good counsel. The Bible said, there's safety in a multitude of counselors, so I want good advice. But oftentimes, and especially in the days we live in, how many of you know, you can pray, you can think about it, and you can ask your friends? You still won't know what to do. Try asking all your Facebook friends what you should do next. And come back and let me know how that worked out for you. There's situations where we need to hear the truth and we need to hear the truth from the specific source of truth. And what I want you to understand today, this is great news for you. You have, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit who lives in you that Jesus promised would guide you into all truth. And Jesus says that He is still speaking to His church today. John 16, verse 13, the first part of the verse says this. He said, Jesus is speaking this. These are letters in red. He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit. He's telling them in this passage, I'm going away, but the Holy Spirit's coming. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. Everything that's true, you need to know. The Holy Spirit will guide you into that truth. That sounds to me like He's active in my life. That sounds to me like He's still talking. Because there's so many times in life, I need a guide. Heard a pastor tell a story the other day of he was out skiing. Do we have any skiers here today? How many like to ski? Pastor was out skiing and he went by these two people that were skiing. They were going kind of slow. And he went by them and he saw one skier of the group had a sign on his back that said blind skier. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, that does not sound like a good idea. I would not want to ski with a blindfold, but apparently you can. Now, I want you to know a couple things I'm thinking. One thing I'm thinking, that doesn't sound like a good idea. But another thing I'm thinking, how heroic must it be of someone who has no sight to say, I'm not going to let this uh, obstacle in my way keep me from doing something wonderful. So I'm thinking, man, my hat's off to anybody like that. I'm giving them a big hand. I'm saying, you go, man, you ski down that hill but how do you do it? The pastor investigated it and he found out that the person skiing with him was a trained guide. A blind skier can ski, but he, goes, he or she goes down the hill with a guide skiing along with them. And what the guide does, I, I read this as the pastor told the story, the guide sometimes will just tap his ski poles together just as a signal to the blind skier that I'm right here. And then when it's needed, he will give him very short and specific instructions like go to the right, go to the left, there's a rock over here, slow down, speed up. That's how the blind skier gets down the hill. You know, as I thought about that, I thought all of us are in this ski slope called life. And we're moving sometimes faster than we want to go. And by myself, I can't see very far down the hill. But I'm skiing blind. And if y'all realize, we're skiing right into Monday blind. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Something wonderful could happen tomorrow, and I'm believing for that. Something very challenging could happen tomorrow, and I'm hoping that's not true. But whatever it is, with my limited human faculties, I can't see what's coming. And I need a guide. What I'm thankful for is I have that guide and you have that guide called the Holy Spirit who's going down that hill with you, who can see what's coming tomorrow. There are times the Holy Spirit will just tap the ski poles together to just say, I'm here. You ever had an experience like that when God just showed up in something that seemed kind of meaningless and it didn't seem to have a big impact, but it's just God saying, I'm here. Lady told me once that her husband had passed away and uh, he was a bird watcher. And she said like the day, a couple days after he passed away, one of his favorite birds came and sat down right on their kitchen window and just sat there unafraid for the longest time. And she said, was that him visiting me? I said, well, no, he didn't turn into a bird. What was it then? I believe God caused that to happen just to let her know, I'm with you. I'm here, and I'm taking care of you. Then there are times that you need to turn to the right or the left, and that's when you really need a guide. You get in your car and you put on the GPS, you need it in Henderson County right now. Because there's sometimes we leave church, we left church Thursday night. We have a Thursday night service. Any of you want to come? It's the same as this service on Thursday nights at 7. When we left Thursday night, my GPS did not let me go up 26 to go home because 26 was closed. GPS will ride along with you and put the thing in front of you and the line in front of you. With mine, it's a blue line and I follow that blue line. But my GPS will start chirping anytime I need to make a turn because I need that voice especially in the turns. When I'm making decisions, I need a voice in my life that will guide me towards the right decision. Because deep in my heart, because I know Jesus, I want to do the right thing. I just sometimes don't know, and I need a voice. That's when the Bible says, I have a guide that guides me into truth. Here's the second thing he says about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit guides us into fellowship with God. He said in in the second part of verse 13, He won't speak on His own, but will tell you what He's heard. What does that mean? We believe in the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit has fellowship with God the Father and God the Son. They're all God. And they fellowship together. When it says He'll tell you what He's heard, He's saying that the Holy Spirit has been in this holy huddle, if you will, of the Godhead And will speak to you out of what he hears in the Father and the Son. I don't know about you, but I want to know that stuff. I want to know what God's saying. Say, Pastor, I haven't heard that before. Can you back that up? Yes, I sure can. I'm glad you asked that question. John 5, 19, Jesus is talking and he said this. He said, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. Wait a minute. Jesus is saying, I don't operate independently. I'm in touch with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. He said He only does, the Son only does what He sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus is saying, we're having conversations and I'm watching what the Father's doing and hearing what the Father's doing and that's the same conversation the Holy Spirit's in on. Whoever you fellowship, you're going to become like them. I'll do a little exercise and I hope this works out better than it did it. 9 30 this morning. But I want you to look at the person sitting next to you right now. Look at him, stare at him awkwardly for just a minute. You are becoming like them. <laughs> Same reaction this morning. Do we just need to stop and have prayer right now for some people? (laughs) One lady actually pointed over to her husband and she said, Oh, Lord, Pastor, pray for me. If I'm becoming like that, guy, here's the idea. Do you know when you hang out with somebody long enough, you really get to know them? I know my wife. I know her voice. She called me on the phone and I can hear her voice in one second and know that's her. I know what she likes. I know what she doesn't like. Any situation that I'm in, we've been married a long time now. Any situation that I'm in, I can tell you how she would feel about it. If I'm around a person, I can tell you whether she would like that person or not, because I'm in touch with her heart. See, the Holy Spirit invites you in such a way into fellowship with the Father that whatever situation you find yourself in, you sense and know the father's heart in that situation that's really powerful when you come on a person in need if you've really been fellowshipping with god you start to feel what god feels for them you start really manifesting jesus to them because the holy spirit is so real in your life fellowship do you like to be included in the group tell you about a group I got included in one time. I used to love basketball. I used to play basketball obsessively. When I was in high school, a buddy of mine, we would always go to the basketball games. He could get tickets to any game you wanted to go to. So he would get the tickets and I'd just go along. He got his tickets one year and we loved ACC basketball back in the 80s. Oh, the ACC back in the 80s was better than some NBA teams today. Just take my word for it. You could have put some 1980s college teams, and that's not my message today, but they could beat some NBA teams today. Awesome basketball. We went to the 1986 NCAA tournament. He got his tickets to the whole first round, and we sat right behind the bench. I mean right behind the bench. And I found myself sitting right behind the Duke Blue Devils when Coach K was a young coach with them. Now, I know I just ticked off half of you. Let me explain to the online audience. Here in North Carolina, you have Duke fans and you have Tar Heel fans. And there the Twain shall meet. I'm an NC State fan. Wow, there's a few of us here today. We don't have a ton to cheer for, but we're just, we're just happy. We've learned to be content since 1983. We've learned to be content. <laughs> Let me tell you about us State fans really quick. This is an aside, and I'll get back Whenever any team from North Carolina is playing a team from outside the state, I pull for that team. Because that's what Jesus would do. (laughs) So I'm a state fan, but if the Heels are playing somebody, I'm pulling for them. And if Duke's playing somebody, I'm pulling for them too. (laughs) See, I have not converted the Dukes and the Tar Heels this morning. Anyway... I find myself sitting right behind the players, and this is when Duke basketball is starting to rise into the power that it's been. Johnny Dawkins and Tommy Amaker played for Duke, and that year they went from the first round all the way to the national championship game and got beat by Louisville in the final. I was practically on the bench. If you don't believe me, they've gone back to YouTube and found that game. It was on television, and we have a screenshot of me when I was 18, and I think they've circled my handsome face sitting in the stands right behind the Duke bench. And that dark figure kneeling there is Coach K. I was practically in the game. Take that off. They'll stare at that from now on. I was so good looking when I was 18, they just can't take their eyes off that picture. Me and Coach K have gotten a lot older since then. But Here's what I want to tell you. When they huddled up, me and my buddy stood up with the team and leaned in. (laughs) I remember one time Johnny Dawkins is right here, and I'm leaning over, looking at Coach K. I'll I'll tell you another thing, I probably maybe shouldn't say this. I learned a lot of new words that day, too, that I'd never heard before. (laughs) My vocabulary was expanded that day. But here's the deal. I was in the fellowship. I knew what was going on in that game more than anybody else because I was in the huddle. Would you like to be in that huddle with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit so you could hear what was coming out of that? He guides us into fellowship with God. I mean, they would make plays. Here's the other thing. John sixteen thirteen says... He, the Holy Spirit, will tell you about the future. This game, this, this game that that picture was taken from, was, it was a really tight game, and it was their first game. Number one seed playing a number 16 seed. Duke was supposed to crush them, and they actually stayed right on Duke the whole time. They barely won the game. So Coach K was giving them a hard time, and there were a couple of tight spots in the game. And have you ever uh, been watching a game on TV and wondered what the coach is telling them? I got to experience it. I'm on the bench, practically, and I'm leaning over, and Coach K said, "Here's the play we're going to run. We're going to do this. I knew the future." <laughs> Best game I' ever been to, because I got to experience it from the bench." A couple times, Coach K looked up at me, like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "Put me in, coach. I'll hit the three. Give me a uniform. That's the company we get to keep and the fellowship we get to experience when we open our hearts to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Some of you have been kind of scared of all this Holy Spirit stuff. Let me tell you, there's nothing to be scared of. There's everything to look forward to when you open your heart and your life in a relationship with Jesus and the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. So beautiful and so wonderful. Don't be afraid. Next week, we're going to talk about the part that many people are scared of, the, the ability to speak in foreign languages and spiritual languages as the Holy Spirit gives the ability. Some of you are thinking, I don't want that stuff. Yes, you do. You've just seen it, seen it demonstrated in a way that's out of line and maybe taught in a way that's not really real. When you see that for what it is, you see how beautiful and wonderful that is. Nobody's going to pressure that on you, but I'm going to tell you what that's really all about next week we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need His voice. He guides us into all truth. He guides us into fellowship with Jesus Christ, and He guides us into our future. Are you ready to start hearing that voice in your life? Are you ready to hear Him in your life on a regular basis? Revelation 3.6, Jesus spoke this statement and wrote this statement. In the book of Revelation chapter 2 and 3, Jesus Uh, Dictated, if you will, to John, seven letters to seven ancient churches. And in every one of these letters, he had specific things to say to each church. But there's one thing he said in every letter, and this is it Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Ears to hear. If you have ears to hear, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. That tells me that the problem if I'm not hearing is not that the Holy Spirit is not speaking. It's that I'm not tuned in to Him. You realize there's all kind of music in this sanctuary right now. There's preaching in this sanctuary now. There's talk shows in this sanctuary right now going through on frequencies that we're not receiving There's all kind of noise in here right now that you don't even know because you're not tuned into it. Years ago, this church was on uh, Washington Street, and just up the road from us was the first church of the Nazarene. And I remember one Sunday morning, we were in the midst of our worship, and it was beautiful, and all of a sudden, we heard this acoustic guitar playing. And I look around, and nobody was playing the guitar. All the angels from heaven have come down and started playing angelic music. What it was is First Church of Nazarene just up the road had bought a new wireless pack for their guitar, and uh, their guitar was on our frequency. So they were interrupting our worship. We love them, they're still our friends. A couple Sundays later, we got them back. What had happened is our receivers had gotten on the same frequencies and my wireless pack that I wear to preach in, the frequency got up their church and I started preaching in the middle of their pastor's sermon. (laughs) He and I were good buddies and we laughed about it. I went up there a few years later, we did a joint service with them and I I said in front of the congregation, I said, "I, I know that I've preached here before. And I, Pastor Scott, it's my dear friend, I said, Scott, I, I just have to tell you that some of your people told me it's the best preaching they've heard in a long, long time. So uh, I was totally kidding and we laughed about that. That's not as ugly as it might sound. What happened is frequencies get dialed in and you receive whatever frequency you're on. If we're not hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, it's out there. He's out there. He's speaking to you and in your life as a Christian. Maybe you're just not dialed into it. How can I do that? I want to tell you what God spoke to me very clearly about as I entered into this weekend. God spoke to my heart by the Holy Spirit and said, you tell the people that if they will make room for my voice in their life, they will hear my voice. If they will make room for my voice, they will hear my voice. We must value God's voice above every other voice. I'm afraid what's happened to many Christians today, and I I know it to be the case due to watching social media and watching and hearing many Christians talk. And this is sad, but many Christians today, the voice of the Holy Spirit is not the primary voice in their life. The primary voice in their life is the 24-7 news cycle that's out there now. They're more attuned to uh, whatever news channel they watch and what's happening politically It always gets quiet when I say that. And anytime time it gets quiet, I want to say it again. Because if I make somebody mad, I just like to dig in a little bit. If that's the number one voice speaking into your life, your peace is going to go right out the door. Your joy is going to go right out the door. You're going to be caught up in the same drama that everybody else is caught in. And you can't have a voice above all the noise because you're in the middle of the noise. I believe Christians ought to be praying. I believe Christians ought to be seeking God. I believe Christians ought to be standing up for what they believe in, in this crazy world. But in order to do that, I need to make sure the primary voice speaking into my life is the Holy Spirit. And if I value that voice, I will hear that voice. You have something in your body called the reticular activating system. And the reticular activating system is located in your brain, and it causes you to notice stuff that's important to you. It filters like when you're watching the ball game and somebody asks you to do something. Your reticular activating system said this ball game is more important than whatever they want me to do. Boy, I'm stirring the pot today. I am stirring the pot. I already told you you're becoming like that person. Now I'm meddling in your family arguments today. Your reticular activating system. I remember when we brought our first baby home, Michael. Uh, who's now married, it's hard to believe, but we brought him home and Alexa could hear every whimper he gave from across the hallway. And in the middle of the night, she would bolt out of bed if he made a sound. That's the reticular activating system. Have you ever decided, here's another example, have you ever decided you wanted to buy a car and you landed on the kind of car that you wanted? Anybody ever done that? Would you agree with me that when you're looking for a particular brand of car and wanting to buy one, you see them everywhere? Everywhere you go, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. Why? God's built into you through a miraculous power of His creative ability. He built into us a system that causes us to focus in on whatever we value the most. So if I put the highest value on the Holy Spirit's voice, I'm going to tune into it. Remember, you're skiing downhill blind without Him. But if you have His voice, you're going to make it. Now I'm going to give you a couple of things really quick and then I'm going to quit. How to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You ready? Now this first one is not very dramatic, but it's probably the most powerful one. If you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit regularly, read your Bible regularly. Do not Dismiss the Bible because you're hearing from God. People that, quote, hear from God and don't read the Bible are dangerous people. Pentecostal folks. So I didn't realize I was Pentecostal. If you've been here like three or four weeks, you're, you're at least a Costal. You're moving up the scale. <laughs> Isn't it great that it's being Christian? It's not about denominations. Isn't that great? Not about labels at all. I'm joking, really. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. Pentecostals tend to err towards the experience. We say, I've heard from God. Well, I want to know how that word you've heard from God lines up with God's written word. Because if what you claim to have heard from God does not line up with the Bible, then you didn't get that from God. Amen. Many times, the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you read the Bible. I know I said the Bible is about the general will of God, but when the Holy Spirit applies a specific verse to your life, it becomes specifically a rhema word for you in that particular situation for what you've got to face. I was dealing with a situation many years ago of a, a relationship that uh, was not working out. It wasn't a romantic relationship. It was another type, but It was not working out. The person was not doing what they were supposed to be doing. And I knew I had to make a break. And I was praying about it. And I I was reading my Bible. And I read that passage where Jesus is walking with the disciples. And they see a fig tree that's not bearing fruit. And they said, What should we do? And Jesus said, Here's what you do with that fig tree you water around it for another year. And then if it doesn't bear fruit, cut it down. And that verse came alive for me in that moment and I realized God was speaking to me through the Scriptures that it wasn't time to end that relationship, that He wanted me to continue to invest in it and give that person a chance to grow for at least another year. When you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will latch hold of a verse often and bring it alive to you. Now that doesn't happen every week. Sometimes we value those mountaintop experiences, but I want you to understand, you can't live on the mountaintop because in between every mountain peak, there's routine life that you've got to walk through. That means some days you're going to read the Bible and you think, I didn't get anything out of that. Anybody? Anybody ever read your Bible and think, man, I didn't learn a thing today? Something happened in your spirit, though. And the habit that you kept going of getting into the Word will build consistency in your life so you can hear from God one day down the road. Don't devalue going through the motions. I'm reading the Bible, going through the motions. Yeah, but you did it. Read the Bible regularly. It will protect you. It will correct impressions that you have that are off. Base every experience in the Scriptures. Amen? Some of you don't like that when you wanted me to say come down to this altar and I'll lay hands on you and knock you back to the back wall there and you will be imparted with special revelation knowledge to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit anytime you want. Hallelujah! That's all good. But you got to have some habits in your life to get you through the routines. Amen. Because every day's not a mountaintop. Read the Bible. Let the Bible read you. Secondly, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask Him. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it'll be open to you. Then, last, and I'm going to quit, be open to His voice however it comes. There's three main ways in my life that the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And just over the years, I've learned that the Holy Spirit speaks to me in, in three main ways. Pictures, peace, and people. Isn't it wonderful that God did it all where it lined up and alliterated with P? Pictures, peace, and people. Sometimes I'm funnier than people think I am. <laughs> Pictures, peace, and people. When I pray, God will often give me a picture in my spirit. I'm a visual learner. Anybody here Visual learners. I can't learn anything through my ears. I learn through my eyes. I have to see it. You can explain to me how to do it, and I don't get it. I really don't. But if I see you do it, I've got it. Because of that in my personality, I guess, God speaks to me often through pictures. I was praying the other morning. My wife has been going through a health battle, and we're still fighting the good fight. We still need your prayers. She's done well this week. God's been good. We were back in the hospital a little bit this week for a transfusion, but she's doing so well. Thank you for your prayers. You guys have been so faithful to pray, and we're doing well, and we're going through. But I was, in the, I was just brushing my teeth the other day, mundane moment, and I'm just sick of the whole thing just sick of the whole thing, and I'm just like, God, talk to me. God, say something to me. I just need to know you're there. I just need to hear a word from you. In two seconds, I had a picture in my heart, my spirit, and it sounds so weird, but God uses your experiences to speak to you. I had a picture in my mind from a movie I saw years ago called The Right Stuff. Any of you remember the movie The Right Stuff? It's old, but it's a movie about the first time pilots broke the sound barrier, and then how they later went to the moon, you know, astronauts, the Mercury astronauts took off, you know. So it's a beautiful movie. I was watching it, and, uh, and I, I remember this. The Holy Spirit brought a picture out of that movie to my mind. And it was when Chuck Yeager, the first pilot to break the sound barrier, was flying his plane to break the sound barrier. That was just a barrier of a plane actually going faster than the speed of sound, And it was very difficult because they had to design aircraft specifically to do it. And people died trying to break the sound barrier because they would fly and they were flying so fast that literally the the air in front of them didn't have time to get out of the way. Very layman's terms. What would happen is, as they approached that speed, the plane would begin to shake so violently that it would almost break apart. And in my spirit, I saw that plane from that movie about to break through the sound barrier for the first time and it was shaking like this and shaking like this and that shang- plane would shake and shake and then there was a boom and the boom was the breakthrough and once the breakthrough happened that plane <laughs> sailed and i just saw this picture and i said god what are you saying to me through this picture and god said you're in front of a breakthrough And right before the breakthrough, there's a lot of shaking. You feel like you're in a storm, but this storm is leading you to a breakthrough in a new level of living that you've never experienced before. And it's like the Holy Spirit wrapped His arms around me and said, Son, it's going to be okay. This shaking is normal when you're about to break through into something new and powerful. And I heard the Holy Spirit, and it came through a picture The Holy Spirit can speak through your thoughts. Years ago, I was just riding down the road, and this happened to me multiple times. I saw a guy's face in my mind, and I thought, I haven't talked to him in a while. I think I'll call him, and I called him, and he said, Andy, you have no idea. I needed to hear from you this morning, and I was just praying that you would call me. That wasn't me being brilliant. That wasn't even me realizing God was in it. That was just me responding to a thought that the Holy Spirit put in my mind. Say, I've got so many thoughts. How do I know which ones are of God? Well, here's the deal. If it shames you, it's not God. If it condemns you, it's not God. If it produces anxiety, it's not God. When God speaks to you, He comes as your Heavenly Father. And every time God gives a word, there's always hope in it. He speaks through pictures. He speaks through peace. The Bible said, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. He'll give you peace in your heart when you're doing the right thing. I know tons of people right now are facing difficult decisions. Personally, right now, I'm getting so many people coming to me with uh, vaccine mandates hitting in in the United States and whatever you feel about that a lot of people who are making a decision to not take the vaccine and they believe that's right now I'm not debating that here today I'm sure there are people from both sides but a lot of people who are making the decision not to are faced with losing their jobs and they're they're coming to me I'll just go ahead and tell you what I believe. I believe you've got a right as an American to make a decision, and either way you want to go with that, you have a right to take it and you have a right not to. And I don't believe the government ought to take away our jobs for making a decision about what to put in our own bodies. That's what I believe. I don't usually do that, but that is what I believe. I believe in freedom. So if you've taken it, love you, with you. If you had not love you, with you too. And there may be wisdom on either side, but you have a right to decide that. A lot of you are struggling with that right now, right? A lot of you are trying to decide what to do. A lot of people are trying to decide, should I take that or shouldn't I? Because you've got people on either side. Here's what I'm telling people all the time. You've got to make that decision between you and God. And you've got to have peace before you make the decision. Just say that to illustrate the decision. Until you have peace, don't do it. I'm not talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about any decision. When you have peace, you can know to move forward. You're about to take a job and you just can't get peace in your heart that that's right for you. Don't take it. You're about to buy a house and that's just not the right thing. I'm not talking about jitters. I'm not talking about nerves. I'm talking about a deep-seated peace that God can give you when you're making the right decision. He speaks through pictures. He speaks through peace. Last one, and i got to quit. He speaks through people. There are no lone rangers out there hearing from the Holy Spirit by themselves. We'll say that again because you didn't seem to like it. There are no lone rangers out there hearing from the Holy Spirit independent of the church of Jesus Christ. I got a word and I don't care what anybody else says. That's not from God. I got a word and I'm going to give it. Don't care what you say, Pastor. Not from God. When I think I hear something from God, I talk to people about it. That whole deal about the plane and the sound barrier. I went to one of our church board members. I went to my wife. I went to our staff. And I said, what do y'all think about this? Am I crazy? And they wound up confirming that one of them had had a dream where they saw a hole in the sky and saw nearly the same thing that I did. Confirmation. People that love you can be the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Not to guide you but to confirm what God is already saying to you. Somebody come up to me and say, Pastor, you know, I think you're called to go to another church. No. Maybe you are. I don't let people give me words that make major life changes in my life unless I'm guided to do so by the Holy Spirit, I want it to confirm what He's already said in my heart. People can be your best gift when hearing from God. When you think you've heard something from God, be humble enough to submit it to the people that love you the most, that love God the most, and let them guide you through it as well. Amen? I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm going to quit. Hallelujah. You can go to lunch. 24 years ago we're going to celebrate 24 years at this church on December 7th of this year we'll be here 24 years which is so much fun 24 years ago and some change We were, uh, my wife and I got married in Honduras we flew out of Honduras the next day to come here to the United States I'd met her there I'd worked there as a missionary for a few years and we flew out we got married one day and flew out the next morning because we were stupid because you shouldn't do that Shouldn't have asked her to leave her family the next day. That was crazy. And we realized by the time we got home. She's a hero. She's stuck with me through so much. And i uh, so thankful for that. We came back and we pastored a small church. We started with about 25 people. And uh, they were faithful loved love Jesus. And we still know many of them and love them today. We were there for about two and a half years. And, and in my heart, I, I had a unsettled feeling that that was not our permanent home in the pastoral ministry. That God had called us to go somewhere else. We just didn't know where. And I'm talking, this is major life decisions. Because I did not want to jump around. I wanted to get somewhere and stay. My goal was to stay at the same place. But God spoke to my heart through the Holy Spirit and said, this is not where you're to stay. So I called our, our district director, if you will, the man who was my boss in a sense. And I said, brother, I said, uh, God's called me to go somewhere else I know. I just don't know where. I said, can you tell me what churches are looking for a pastor? And he said, well, we've got two right now that I think you would be a good fit for. And I said, what are they? He said, one's, and I was in Lenore, which is, you know where Lenore is. It's just east of here, a little ways. He said, I got one in Collinsville, Virginia, which was further east. Then he said, I got another one in Hendersonville, North Carolina, which is further west. And I'm a Piedmont center of the state boy by nature I'm a mountaineer now but I'm a western North Carolina guy now but I was raised in the Piedmont and I wanted to go back closer to home I wanted to go closer to mom and dad and my sister lived there at the time and so much was there and I felt like yeah we can go back home so I was saying okay I think I want to try that Collinsville church Hendersonville's too far west so sorry but this was not my first choice of places to come to and I st- he said, which one do you want to go to? And I started to say Collinsville, and the Holy Spirit would not let me say anything. And I didn't know what was going on. And I said, uh, I remember I could take you to the spot I was standing on the phone. I said, brother, I got this unusual feeling, but I said, uh, I want you to pray about it, and I want you to tell me where to go. And I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to do. You're my authority, and I want you to hear from God, and then I'm going to pray about it. He said, uh, okay. He said, I'm going to pray about it for a week. I'll call you back next week, and I'll tell you what I think. All week, I'm like, Collinsville. Go Collinsville. Go Collinsville. I don't want to go way out west. I've never been out there before. i would never been to Hendersonville. I didn't know anything about town. I said, I don't want to go way out west. Collinsville. Come on, Collinsville. He called me back. Picked up the phone. I'm like, oh, this is a big moment. I said, what do you think? He said, I'd like you to go to Hendersonville. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I said, God, I said, and, and Alexa and I originally were thinking why, going further out west we'll be three and a half hours from mom and dad three and a half hours from what was home but we're going so we came and met with our church board and uh, there were about uh, three or four of them in the sanctuary today uh, this morning in early service we came and we sat down with them and we met for a couple hours Alexa and I got in the car to go home and we said hey we drove up Main Street, Hendersonville and we said this is home we're supposed to live here We're supposed to raise our kids here. So from that moment on, we knew we were at home. I came and preached. The church voted us to come. Here we are, 24 years. In that moment, though, I didn't know what was best for me. I submitted my life to authority. And I listened to people who had proven themselves in my life. And as I look back to my friend Tommy McGee, who made that call every time I see him, If we get any chance to talk, I say, I'm in Hendersonville today, enjoying the life I had today because you heard from God. We heard from God together. People can be a big voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Anybody want to hear the voice? Would you stand to your feet right now? We're going to close, and I just want you to open your hearts and pray with me. You can lift your hands with me if you're comfortable doing so. As we pray, just say, Holy Spirit, I want your voice in my life. I need a guide on this slope of life to let me know you're here to speak your word, and your truth into my life. Holy Spirit, may I value your voice above every other voice. The Lord is just saying, make room for my voice. Slow down and listen. Make room for my voice and you will hear it. Amen. Christmas is coming. Yeah, boy, we're going to have fun this Christmas. We're having Christmas Eve. We're having two Christmas Eve services this year, and they are going to be spectacular. I am not getting COVID on Christmas Eve this year. We're going to be here. Amen. Uh, We're excited about that. Go ahead and make your plans to be with us for one of those services. I think it's like around 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, something like that, Christmas Eve. Every year at Upward, if you're new here, you don't know this, but every year we give a Christmas offering that is one week of December, an entire offering for the week. We give it away. And we're so excited to be doing that again this year, the week of December 5th, that weekend. Everything that comes in will be given away. We give it to our community and to the world, and uh, we're excited this year. Last year, we were able to pay off like $130-some-thousand worth of medical debts. We were excited about that this year, uh, last year. This year, we're going to be giving it in a very special way, and we're giving it in three different directions this year. We're calling it Christmas Around the World. The first thing is, we're going to go to every high school, middle school, and elementary school in Henderson County, and we're going to take them a gift of $1,000 to $1,500, it'll vary just a little bit, and we're going to give it to the principal and say, go find your needy kids that don't have Christmas and buy that family Christmas this year. So every school in Henderson County is gonna to be touched by the Christmas offering this year, needy children in those schools. Second thing we're doing is we're partnering with a denominational ministry called People to People and they reach kids all over the world. We're gonna be giving an offering to them that will allow them to put a Christmas gift in the hands of about 3,000 children in 48 countries around the world. So we're gonna be giving Christmas around the world this year. The third thing we're doing is we're going to be reaching into the assisted living facilities here in Henderson County. They've had a tough couple of years right here with the pandemic going on, and many people in those facilities have no Christmas and have no family visiting them through the holidays. We're going to be putting people in those rooms, and they're going to go with a Christmas gift to these people and love them. All over Henderson County, gifts are going to be going to people in assisted living facilities. All that's made possible by the Christmas offering this year, so we want you to be ready. I unashamedly say make this your biggest offering of the year. Year because we're able to give it away and bless our community. That's the weekend of December the 5th. You excited about Christmas coming up? Excited to make a difference? Yep. Yeah. Let me bless you now. Father, right now, just bless your people with ears to hear, tuned in to your voice to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I pray that you'll show up in mighty ways today, this week, to let them know you're there and to speak a word of guidance to their lives. Now I bless you with that. Now, in that blessing, in that power, I commission you go in the Holy Spirit's power, take Jesus out into your world. Amen. Love y'all. See you next week. Thanks for being here today. Be blessed. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Upward Journey. If you would like to find out more about Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina, you can look up our website at ucf.cc or like us on Facebook. At facebook.com slash upward Christian Fellowship. We invite you to join us next week as we continue the Upward Journey.